Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's a new season. It's a new show. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back. Welcome back. I guess welcome back. It's good to be back in the studio, I should say, for the final inspection show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. And uh, just want to say thanks to everybody uh, at at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers for hosting us last week. Uh, had a great time at the Milwaukee Auto Care Car Fair uh, that was hosted by Sparky and myself. And uh, yeah, a lot I, of fun. Mitch I, did, I, I missed that one. Yes, you did. Week. I unfortunately was on assignment last weekend, so uh, I was back home with my with It was my a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I just want to say uh, thanks to those guys, uh, especially to, uh, Tom Menting from South Milwaukee, uh, Napa Auto Care Center. Uh, he was out there. He was kind of like the lead host of the event, and they presented a check uh, to the uh, – um, for the uh, flight uh, for the veterans, uh, thirty I think it was thirty three hundred dollars. So that's a great charity there, and just a, just a lot of fun uh, out there. People able to come out, get their cars inspected. First uh, fifty had uh, free oil change vouchers. We blew through all of those uh, by I think it was by the first hour of the show. They had started giving those out. I think at ten o'clock it was. So just a lot of fun. Fun seeing a lot of people stopping in. We had. Uh, of course, Sparky and I were arguing back and forth on the year about certain things, about racing in the general and NASCAR and the current state of NASCAR. And then we had a Roy Henning called in from Great Lakes Dragway and kind of did an overall like a review of the season out there. And uh, they're, they're still running out there. And it's a little chilly today, uh, but uh, they, they probably will be running out there today as long as it's, it's not frosty. Uh, it, it's, you know, the sun's out, cars will be out pretty much at Great Lakes and they run until the snow flies and this year who knows it might be two weeks there's, from now there's or stuff it could out be there that all... is supposed to snow earlier and more really this this winter than years past which I think that happens every year you don't necessarily see it so right. um I, I I mean it's been really nice so far this fall but yeah the, that cold front came in yesterday and you could tell for sure and then it was in the 30s this morning so Surprised there wasn't a little frost. Oh, what's on the cool ground. about this time of the year, Great Lakes Tragway, is you can bring your own car out there and uh, go and see how fast it can go. And it, uh, Roy is a big. I can get advocate my Nissan Sentra of, out there and see if I can. Yes, you can. Top route at a hundred. Yeah, in a, in a safe, controlled environment. Yep, bring it out because uh, Roy is a big advocate uh, against street racing, and right. you know, bring you know, put the cars on the drag strip, race them there. Where I mean, it's a safe, contained yeah, uh, situation. Drag racing on the street. How, how dumb does? How dumb can you be? Honestly. That's not safe at all. No, nothing good happens there. You talked to Matt not Regacious 
uh, was on the show. We talked a bit of uh, some open wheel racing with him, and and uh, they had the Red Bull airplane race out there. I don't know if you knew about that, Mitch, uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Red Bull has the uh, – I think they play them on CBS, Sports Network. You'll see them. They're on TV. You'll see the planes. They go around these huge uh, pylons. Okay. And they're um, – I don't know how they keep uh, – there must be wind or something that blows them up like those – you know, dancing little things you see in the front of, yeah. uh, but these are rather stiff, but they're just stiff enough where, uh, in practice, I think on Friday, one of the planes actually clipped one of the pylons, but it's, it doesn't do anything to the, to the plane, you know, the plane can zip right through it. It must be a real thin paper, but it's pretty, it was a pretty neat deal. I guess they had about 40 or 50,000 people out there for the big day, uh, for the first event out there. And it's, uh, uh, all, everybody who uh, uh, the feedback I got from my buddies and that in Indianapolis, they they thought it was pretty cool seeing uh, seeing those planes. It's a different different event, certainly uh, for, for sure. I don't know if I'd pick that over the Indy 500 or one of the other races there at the Speedway, but it was certainly it's a different dynamic, you know, different thing, curiosity thing. And Red Bull is a big supporter of auto racing. And it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, Charlotte. A lot of things happening down in Charlotte with the Hurricane Michael. Yeah, the race got postponed, I believe. Yes, it is. And we'll be talking to uh, Dennis Michelson coming up here. We're, this is just going to be a short segment. We'll go to Dennis here in a little bit, who I think is already calling in on the hotline. And uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, Dennis is originally a meteorologist by trade, so be interesting to get his thoughts on uh, Hurricane Michael as it's buzzing up the uh, – the East Coast there and just causing havoc for our NASCAR friends in Charlotte and also making yeah. a mess of things at the... We have at, the Notre at, Dame-NC State game on here in the studio on the ABC audio-video audio flat panel, and it <laughs> it's a mess. It I mean, there's nothing cooler than watching a downpour in a football game as long as you're not getting wet, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining to watch, that's for sure. So like, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio, and we'll talk about the happenings down at Charlotte after this break. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. On the web at MILWCAR.com. Joining me or I should say us, with Rich also in the studio here. On the Great Midwest Bank hotline is Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio. How you doing, Dennis? I am doing well, Mr. Zotke. Welcome back to the show. Oh, it's nice to be back on the show. I uh, apologize for <laughs> anything that I may have said that insulted anyone. And uh, just... Just for the record, it had nothing to do with anything I said about the Green Bay Packers. Otherwise, it would have been more than a one-week suspension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. No. <laughs> I, it I, is good to be back with you guys. I'm, I'm sorry I missed out on all the fun out there at Napa last weekend. That sounded like a good time. All right, I got to call it. I, I, I talked to Dennis last week. I said, Dennis, I, I, we don't need you on the show this week because we got Sparky <laughs> and we got all these people coming back. And uh, Summer Santana was, was supposed to be coming back and Matt Regatius, and we had all these guests line up. I said, I tell you what, let, 
let's give you a week off. I said, better yet, why don't we give you, why don't we put you on suspension for a week and we'll see what kind of buzz we can get. So, no, Dennis didn't say yeah, anything I, wrong, but. I did get a few people asking me what good. exactly. Good. That's, was that that's what I wrong. wanted. <laughs> I think you need to tune in to uh, listen. I can't tell you. Right. But, uh, you know, it, was, it was so atrocious what I said that uh, you even threw me out of the country this year. This well, that's week, the so. funniest thing is, yeah, then, I, then I, I'm seeing these uh, on your Facebook feed, and you're you're hanging out with chickens and out on this farm, and I, and I, go, I go, oh, no, I know where that is. He's left the country. <laughs> I had to get away, you know, uh, all the uproar. I had to get away. It's it's just what what I do when I'm when I'm tossed off a show. But no, it was it was good fun uh, that we had uh, over that whole thing. And and no, folks, I didn't really get suspended. I'm here actually to speak my mind. And uh, Mr. Zaki actually allows that even when he disagrees with me. It's it's amazing how how well that can work. Well, especially it. And then that's what was happening last week because Sparky and I are always going back and forth. You know, uh, Sparky will ask me a question. I'll go into this nice two and a half minute, uh, you know, well, this is why this happens, you know, X, Y, Z, and you do this. And then Sparky goes, no. And he goes, and it's like, okay, here we go. Off to the races. But that. You got to have some fun with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and and it's funny when guys argue in that, you know, women are like, Oh, you can't! How can you guys talk to each other? See, guys are different. Our guys are made up different. It's just like we can argue, we can, but once it's over, it's over. That's why I get a kick out of these. We, you know, especially with in sports and that, you you'll see. A, are you a psychologist now, Steve? I, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Is like when you see this on the sidelines, when you see some players yelling at each other in the heat of the moment, or even at uh, on the, in the pit box. You know, crew guys are going after each other. I mean, it's part. I can I can be mad at you, Mitch. I don't know why, but you know, we could have words at it. But oh, once it's sure. over, it's it's over. Or we'll, you know, and we'll move on. You know, I, I you know we're not endorsing violence here, but sometimes guys can just right. have it out and, and it's over. And they're kind of you know they might not necessarily be friends, but right. You know, there's no there isn't this drawn out grudge. And I just grudges. I don't have time for grudges. Right. Yeah, we've gotten into this uh, point of view now, and, and we're really seeing it come out with this presidential election. If you disagree with me on one thing, then you're awful. It's like, come on, people. Right. Now, and, it, and if we're talking about sports, we're talking about racing, and we disagree with stuff uh, about stuff. My goodness, if I if I only hung out with the people that agreed with me all the time, I'd I'd never be out, and you know, I'd never be seen out with anybody because nobody would have the, the, the stupidity to agree with me 100% of the time. I'd actually be worried about that person who didn't find occasionally something that I say uh, wrong. But uh, but no, you got to have some good fun with it. If you can't have some lively banter about sports and about racing uh, nowadays, you're, you're really missing out on a lot of fun discussions. You certainly do. Uh, this week, uh, it's, of course, we have the Hurricane Michael that's been in the news and for good reason. And it, it, I'm, I got up this morning and I said, oh, told my wife, I said, okay, here, here's what, here's how, here's my agenda for the day. You know, I got to do some things in the morning and then, uh, get do the radio show and then I'll come back and I get some stuff done around the house and I'm going to watch the, uh, the Charlotte races on tonight. So I'll, I'll have that on the TV and we'll go from there. And then it's like. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> that ain't happening. So, Dennis, what's what's going on with Charlotte and the weather? Well, they are on the outer bands of this uh, big hurricane, Matthew, which is uh, going to actually start turning away from them uh, and away from the Carolinas here shortly and almost like double back on its path. It's pretty bizarre watching this thing. Of course, uh, for those few people that uh, are new to the show, that's what I used to do before I got into uh, into the racing business and commenting about uh, racing here on 105.7 The Fan is I uh, used to be a weather forecaster, and this is a very unusual storm. And the rain would be out of the way in time to race tonight, but there's been so much of it already. And also with all of the stress that this system is putting on areas to the east um, in the Carolinas, there's absolutely no sense to put the uh, the, the stress of, uh, of a race and all of the uh, resources that that takes in the way of police, um, you know, to, to keep the roads safe. There's no sense to, to try to hustle this race in. Yes, you'd be able to get it in if you really tried tonight, but why not just take uh, the night off and, and call it early like they did and have a double header tomorrow? So Xfinity and the Cup uh, race tomorrow. Cup will start early, uh, which I think is a great idea. Noon Eastern time, uh, we'll be uh, taking the green flag, and the weather will be just fine to do so tomorrow. Whereas tonight, fans would have to arrive in the wet. They'd have to wait it out, and they'd be getting the race done you know, maybe about midnight or 1 a.m. Eastern time instead. Uh, they made the wise decision to pull the plug early and just uh, to run it tomorrow. And then apparently I think it's 30 minutes or 45 minutes, whatever, after the cup races, they'll do the Xfinity race uh, afterwards. Yeah, so we're racing double header tomorrow, so that'll be kind of fun. But uh, I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of folks clear out after the cup race there, and, and you're not going to see the Xfinity guys get the, the full benefit of that big crowd that they're not used to competing in front of lately um, with how poorly that series has been drawing. But I have a feeling you'll see a lot of folks leaving early uh, to get on home and uh, and that after the race on Sunday. But uh Great decision by the folks at NASCAR and Charlotte Motor Speedway. There was no sense trying to sneak it in tonight. No, it it does make sense. And then uh, last week, of course, they were at Dover, one of my favorite tracks. <clears throat> and uh, Martin Truex won the race. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, Martin Truex has been one of the hottest drivers out there. But, I, you know, I mean, he was one of the, the favorites. But I think everybody was kind of looking at a – maybe Kyle Busch or somebody, or maybe somebody like Jimmy Johnson coming in and kind of surprising things. I mean, is it, I think right now it, it, this is Martin Truex championships or he's in the driver's seat, isn't he? Oh, he's been the, the guy to beat each and every week. And it's, it's amazing because over at race talk radio every week, we hold our whiteboard fantasy racing contest and all season long, you might only get one or two people on any given weekend picking Martin Truex Jr. And, you know, 10 picking Jimmy Johnson or, you know, Kyle Busch or some other guy um, who who's expected to run up front. He just doesn't seem to get any respect from anyone, yet he has had the best season uh, so far of everybody. So uh, not a big surprise to see him get the win. But, of course, now you wipe the slate clean in the most ridiculous of playoff situations. 
I don't understand why they don't carry the points over and yeah. let them just right. slowly, you know, knock each other out and give some benefit to the guys that, that are competing well or, you know, even on uh, our Thunder Cruise show talking NASCAR and Race Talk Radio, Mike Harper suggested just have the nine races for the chase, uh, you know, before the, the final race at Miami and anyone who wins a race is eligible. So if you have nine winners, you have nine guys going for the title. If one guy wins all nine, you know, of the races before Miami, congratulations. He's the champion. You know, let's make it all about winning. We've been seeing points racing and at Dover, the thing that doesn't make any sense is that guys were so afraid to touch vendors mm-hmm. for, you know, sake of, of ruining their day. NASCAR needs to look at this whole rule package that they have. They need to open up the wheel wells. It would do two things. One, it would allow side-by-side racing without causing damage that that would cause a blown tire. And number two, it would really mess up the arrow on these cars, which would make side-by-side racing and being able to close from behind the leader uh, more possible. Open up these wheel wells, NASCAR. Give them more chance to make some contact. Right now, you've got guys that are afraid to come anywhere near each other at a track like Dover because you know it'll ruin their day. Yeah, it it is certainly kind of frustrating uh, seeing that racing, but then again, it's Dover, and it just gives but me Dover another reason to, to hate it. Of, <laughs> Dover used to be one of the best races of the year years ago. They they got this place nicknamed the Monster Mile for more than just having a statue out front. It used to be great racing. But about five or six years ago, all of a sudden, when they start making the cars so delicate that you can't make any contact, it's not a stock car anymore when you do that. It's a Formula One car with fenders. And that's how these guys are driving it. They're afraid to make contact. And if you're afraid to make contact at a place like Dove, or at a place like Bristol, at any of these tracks that used to have great racing year in and year out, then you end up with what we got at Dover, which is guys afraid to touch each other. And when that happens in stock car racing, you end up with it being something other than stock car racing. Is it more disappointed, more more disappointing to not make the race? Let's say if you're Ryan Let's do this. Ryan Blaney, who didn't make the race, but had a pretty good season, uh, didn't make the race. Is it more frustrating not making the race, or is it more frustrating to be like uh, Ganassi Racing, who just crapped the bed in this first segment? Yeah, I think it's more disappointing to not make it because everything nowadays is all about making the chase. You know, if you make the chase, you've had a great year. Do you remember back just – 10, 15 years ago before the chase started. And if you finished 16th for the season, you're probably looking for a ride the next year because Mm -hmm. finishing 16th was considered a bad thing. Now you make the chase. You're one of those 16 chase drivers and it's made your season. And it's in some cases, Oh, his career. It's, it's amazing what he's been able to do. No, you finished 16th. It used to be you'd be looking for a job. Now it's it's changed. So it's still better to make the chase than go out in the first round. When, but, boy, that was disappointing. When when people used to watch the NASCAR banquet before it just became guys up there just reading a script, 
uh, wasn't the top ten got onto to the podium, right? Got it. Were introduced, oh, yeah. if I recall. So it was it was really yeah. big to get into into the top ten of the points because you were on at the time ESPN and you were on you know at the banquet you were on the podium and you got to talk and that was the big that was the big deal to get in into the top ten back in the day. Yeah, the top ten used to be what it was all about, and now it's making the chase. And you know, having sixteen drivers make the chase is ridiculous. Um, it's no different than having a team that's below 500 make the football playoffs or having a team that's barely 500 making the hockey playoffs. I guess it, it, you know, in, in those sports, at least it makes sense because you're generating more home, uh, races or home games for the playoffs. So you're generating more income for somebody in racing. It doesn't make any sense because you're still going to have 10 races down the season no matter if you allow eight guys into the chase or 16. But, um, you know, it's a system that we've got, and it send, tends to weed out um, the lower-tier guys in that first round anyway. Not many surprises because the four guys that, that went out were, were probably the guys that were the most inconsistent uh, during the season. And, you know, it rears its ugly head when you have some engine trouble or you have some other trouble one thing I didn't understand from the race, and maybe somebody can explain it to me because NASCAR still hasn't given me a, an explanation. Kyle Larson comes into the pits. He's late getting out of the pits, but he was still on the track when the race restarted. So his pit stop was still under caution. The penalty for having too many men over the wall and tending on your car during caution is to restart the race at the end of the longest line. If you're seven-eighths of a lap behind the field when they take the green flag, shouldn't that be considered to be at the end of the longest line? He yep. got a penalty that was even more severe than it should have been, and that, to me, makes no sense whatsoever. No, it's called a bunch of guys in a trailer looking at each other, shrugging their shoulders and going, I don't know. Oh, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Well, the, the answer from NASCAR officially was the penalty wasn't given until the green flag flew. And my answer to that was, so because NASCAR was slow giving out the penalty, he gets worse of a penalty? That doesn't make any sense either. It, it's just the, But it's the way NASCAR is. If you get a penalty during a green flag stop, it's two laps worse than if you get a penalty during a caution flag anyway. So the rules have always been inconsistent. At least IndyCar is consistent because you're not allowed to take your penalty during a caution flag. Uh, if you get a caution flag pit stop penalty, you have to do your stop and go after the race goes back to green. That makes more sense because it makes the penalties even. In NASCAR, the penalty can be wildly different depending on what is the length of the track and when did the penalty occur. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. You're listening to Dennis Michelson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dennis of Race Talk Radio. Dennis, can you hang on uh, after the break here? Absolutely. I even have some maple-flavored snacks to uh, to take me into break. Uh, so very Canadian. <laughs> Anna, hey. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> You're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area and Apple Auto Care Center on the web at milwcar.com. This 
is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with their friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Dennis Michelson from racetalkradio.com. Welcome back, Dennis. Well, it is great to be back, and I've had my maple-flavored snack, so I'm all ready for round two. Excellent. I got a question for Mitch. And what's that? Do you know or have you heard of the Cannonball Run? No. You've never heard of the Cannonball Run? I have not. Yeah, do you remember the movie Cannonball Run? Uh, No. You don't. See? How, today's youth, How old Dennis. is that one? Oh, boy. Today's youth. Don't give today's me that. Youth. Today's youth. Today's yeah. <laughs> youth. Had, had to be 80s, maybe? Wasn't that Cannonball Run was 80s? The movie? No, the movie was in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Was the movie in the seventies? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. I, it's it all is a blur to me nowadays. But well, it had every. It is definitely worth finding that movie somewhere and watching it, Mitch. You will enjoy it. It is. It is just insanely weird. Nineteen eighty-one. It says Burt Reynolds, Jackie Chan, Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Yeah, and Adrian Barbeau. Everybody in it. Yes, everybody. <laughs> anybody and everybody was in that movie, and it was Jack Elam. Was, oh yeah, and it had uh, who was the guy that played um, uh, played uh, James Bond back in the day? Oh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore was in it as well, and, and Dom D- DeLuise. And, D- oh, it just had all the crazy people in it. And uh, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. as priests. Yep. Yep, a couple of the Rat Packers. It, it was hilarious. And the the funniest thing about, though, the Cannonball Run is getting to to talk and, you know, do stories about the what is now One Lap of America, the Tyrek One Lap of America that it is, was created out of the Cannonball Run uh, by the great uh, writer Brock Yates and has been continued by his son Brock Yates Jr. to this day. One of my very favorite activities every May is to, to follow these people. Listening to some of the stories um, from the Polish race car drivers of America that were in the event, uh, it the movie isn't isn't even as as funny as the actual event the oh, yeah. one that was held it, it's just absolutely hilarious to hear these stories and for those who may not be familiar with it uh 1971 uh, they organized what they, what was uh the cannon it was the cannonball baker she to sea to shining sea memorial trophy dash and that happened in uh, 1971 and what they did is they they went from new york i think it was manhattan uh, to a parking garage in Manhattan, and the end was at the Pacific Ocean at the Portofino Inn in uh, Redondo Beach. And they got a bunch of people together, some a couple professional drivers also, and Brock Yates got together with uh, Dan Gurney in a Ferrari Daytona, and they actually won the event. In They went from New York to L.A. in 35 hours. 
Oh, yeah. And and theirs was the most normal of the entries for the first year. The Polish Race Car Drivers of America, Oscar Kowaleski is, is one of the guys, and Brad Nemchek was also uh, one of the drivers. They had four in total. Um, they had a Chevy van that was powered uh, with with just big barrels of gasoline on board so they didn't have to stop, and Polska kielbasas, which they cooked in the van, <laughs> uh, complete with a bathroom that uh, you can guess where the uh, the remains ended up, right on the roadway. Uh, it just, it, it, the stories are just hilarious, and the Cannonball Run movie's fantastic, but the reason for doing this race was even more noble because Brock Yates, uh, at that time, was an uh, unbelievable writer in Car and Driver, and I just enjoyed his stuff back when Car and Driver was really interesting, and and back when magazines were the only way that you got the news out about different things. Brock was probably loved and hated by so many people in the industry, and came up with this idea as a way to protest the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. One of his concepts that he wrote about back in the car and driver days is of this advanced driver's license that would allow you to drive at faster speeds if you were a better driver. So in other words, average driver, 55, maybe that's what they can go. But if you had an advanced license, if you were a talented driver who never got into wrecks and had the skills and could prove it, then you could go 70 or 75 miles an hour. That was the concept of why the Cannonball Run came into to play. And, of course, after a few years, he feuded with Ralph Nader, who was all up in arms about it and how he was uh, such a negative influence because he was daring to challenge the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, which was saving lives, with – uh, of course, Brock pointing out that lives, the number of fatalities on the road was dropping long before the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit came about. Another one of these cases of government taking credit for something that was already happening just by natural ways that things happen. Things get safer on the roads because people want to build safer cars. You know, what a concept. But this whole cannonball run came about because of that. And the, the, the great riders of yesterday, uh, like Brock Yates, are no more. Um, you know, we don't have riders of the capability of those guys because everything's got to be instant now. You don't have, you know, a week to work on a story or whatever um, for a magazine. But uh, unbelievable talent. And uh, Brock passed away this year. Uh, um, but the thing is, for those who love this man, it's like he passed away twice because for the last 12 years, he's been getting worse and worse with Alzheimer's disease and he has been losing the essence of what made Brock great. And, um, you know, so it's like having it's like losing the man all all of, uh, you know, finally here. But um, we those who loved his work lost him about 12 years ago. Yeah, it is true. I've I've. A friend of mine, uh, Andy Herderbees, uh actually was trying to help in Brock sell a Novi replica that uh, uh, Brock had commissioned, and and so I knew of his condition, you know, a few years ago, and it was just kind of frustrating, you know, as he was kind of getting rid of his collections of of cars and and whatnot, and collections of 
memorabilia, you know, is kind of sad when, you know, a situation where you know the the end is not going to be a, a good result and 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 unfortunately, you know, somebody in that in that situation has to start piecemealing out his collection like that. It's always kind of sad. Uh but I mean the the celebrate is 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 writing is I mean and I think when you're looking at I I posted a thing on Facebook about uh a couple of days ago about the percentage of drivers uh under the age of 21 between I think it was from 1970 or whatever it was to today and that the percentage is how much greater it is if somebody who's 17 that doesn't have a driver's license compared to the, you know the a couple of decades ago and it you know, I, I remember, and I'm sure you do. You're, you're not that much older than me. You know, when when you were in study hall, we'd be, we we were pulling out road and track magazines. I was reading, you know, Ennis Ireland's, yep. you know, uh, latest uh, Formula One report, you know, from Monaco or somewhere, and and he was such a fantastic driver. Uh, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I, I'm sorry, but I think he was a better writer than driver. But he was a very good driver too, though. But I mean. I mean, you would read about it. I'm in high school, and I'm reading about all the, all the things that are happening in Formula One, and he had such an elegant way of, of, of writing. And, I mean, and Brock was one of those people, too, that, that you know, when you were a kid, you were reading and, and, and finding out about this kind, you know, this world of racing, and, and he put it in such a way that it, it was very interesting, even for a dumb teenager like I was. Yeah, I, I really encourage you to go to thedrive.com and look up a story about the uh, the very first one lap of America and Brock Yates' battles with Ralph Nader. There's also some great stuff over at Car and Driver magazine. In fact, they posted some of his old stories, Brock's old stories, uh, including you know ones that, that date back uh, you know well into the the early 70s, early to mid 70s uh, when he was in you know, his best era of writing. What he did was he brought truth to the business. And this, you know, we nowadays, it it would be impossible to do what he did. But he had that power of speaking uh, about an issue. And, uh, you know, he's he's certainly going to be missed because that's, um, you know, this is how why I got involved and interested in cars is uh, reading Car and Driver. And yeah, it certainly is true. Of course, you know, and, and can, the Cannonball Run was named after Cannonball Baker, who is an interesting story himself. He is, I think, to believe the first person to transverse the United States on a mechanical uh, vehicle, which at that time was a motorcycle. I think in nineteen, uh, when was that? 1912, 1914, Dennis, and uh, he he went and then he actually, this is a little bit of trivia, we can pull it around full circle, he was actually one of the first judges or officials in NASCAR when it was formed in 1948. Yeah, it's, uh, there was an interesting history to that man indeed. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is they, they Brock picked that name, you know, because of, um, you know, proving that, that you can go safer across country, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to go just 55 miles an hour and you can do this safely Um, and chose his name. It wasn't very popular back in the day with the family of Cannonball Bakers. So they had to eventually drop that from the name of of the Cannonball Run. But uh, 
uh, the, the name continued, but only a few events continued. There was actually hope of doing a, a cannonball reunion, if you will, but then they realized the publicity was just right. not going to work, so they, they had to go away with that. But but I do encourage everybody who wants to get a little spirit of what it's like to hang out with a bunch of uh, car-crazy men and women every year. Go to uh, onelapofamerica.com. The event that uh, Brock's uh, son, Brock Yates Jr., has continued, uh, and I will say has made it great um, in its own right. It's a, a week of racing from, you know, from rallying from track to track and then racing at, at all of the prestigious tracks around the country. So uh, if you want to catch a little flavor of the old cannonball run, it lives today at uh, onelapofamerica.com. And, of course, he also wrote a book, uh, which I have in my library, Cannonball, the world's greatest outlaw road race. He did a retrospective on on, the, on that race that's available. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. And of course, one of his most famous books is a uh, Sunday driver, the rider meets the road, which uh, I think yeah. a lot of us wrote uh, read when we were in high school. So uh, Brock Yates, uh, certainly one of the, the big icons from the journalist uh, end of things uh, for the automotive side will certainly be missed. Uh, Dennis, you're up in Canada. We're talking to Dennis Michelson, of course, of Race Talk Radio and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Uh, is, what, what's going on this week uh, for Race Talk Radio? Back to normal for Race Talk Radio next week. Uh, we'll be featuring our uh, Thunder Cruise show on Tuesday night, talking NASCAR with Mike Harper and Lori Monroe. Of course, we never went off the air here while I was up in Canada. We I uh, had a good week of shows uh, last week, so you can listen to the replays. But Track Source Radio on Thursday, and we'll also have a hometown racing hero again on Wednesday. So uh, each and every night, there's something entertaining for you over at Race Talk Radio. Excellent. We certainly appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to talking uh, with you next week. Well, thanks to the good folks here at American-Tractor.com for uh, allowing me to uh, use their facilities away from home and uh, bring you a great broadcast and uh, check out some cool tractors at American-Tractor.com. And, of course, we're listening to Dennis Michelson and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. And you're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area and Apple Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Center. They can be found on the web, milwcar.com. It was interesting, uh, Mitch. Did you see that uh, photo on Facebook of the Daytona Speedway flooded? I did. It yeah, went you know, viral. It, yeah, it badly. was actually not from yesterday, though. It was kind of funny. It, it, got, it got so bad that Daytona, the International Speedway, actually put out a statement on Hurricane uh, Matthew. said that Daytona International uh, Speedway experienced moderate damage from Hurricane Matthew with impacts to lights, speakers, signage, fences, yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
And then he added, pictures of a past weather event at Daytona have been circulating on social media during the storm. These pictures were from a weather event in 2009. There has been no weather damage to the facility from Hurricane Matthew. I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Just That's one of the things to see nowadays on social media. Somebody will post a, a photo that's not affiliated. It just goes viral and people just going nuts on it. I see that so often. That's why I love Snopes.com. You just... That doesn't seem right. Well, actually, for me, I don't believe anything I read on the internet. So it's like it works out. Usually, it works out well. My Facebook account of the Galveston hurricane in 1900, saying that it was Hurricane um, Matthew in retaliation to that. Anyways, uh, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. It's going to be time for a sports flash with uh, Mayor Mitch in just a moment. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Tony Dezino on the latest. Uh, who's out in Los Angeles? We'll get the latest of what's happening in IndyCar along with some other surprises. You're listening to The Final Inspection Show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 